0: To save Me an Aisle Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hey! hey. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Hurrah! And today we are actually recording in the same room again. Yay! Woo!
1: Woo! So Woo! audio sounds a little different. That's why!
0: Sorry about it! <laughs> Possibly really echoey. We don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So we are recording in the same room because we just had a movie night. And Amber, you want to tell us what we're doing this week?
2: So, today we're covering Rocky Horror Picture Show.
0: Dun-dun-dun.
2: So, yes, this is a cult favorite, of course, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Technically, we are covering the film, so it's not technically a stage show, but it is a musical, and it has been adapted to live-ish showings that people talk about, so I'm counting it. <laughs> uh, like I said, we are working from the film version and soundtrack, so that's that. And, of course, as a treat to both us and you all, we did watch it together just now.
0: Just now.
2: Literally just now. So... Oh, boy! <laughs> we are bringing you our honest reactions, because most of this group has not, or had not, seen the movie before now. So...
1: Yeah, I believe it was just Amber and I. For some reason, right. I have <laughs> seen this one.
2: Yeah, Matt
0: saw this one. Kylie and I have not. Yeah. <laughs> Until just now.
2: Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. And even though I'm sure it seems obvious if you know anything about the show but I'm pretty sure this one gets a mama warning <laughs>
0: yeah mama is probably if I have like, maybe you have seen,
2: seen it but
0: it's not like, her cup of tea
1: yeah it's definitely not her style but it's not like the worst
0: thing ever mm, we would not recommend this for kids yes for, no. it has
1: very like strong sexual subjects but it's not like swearing up and down the entire show it's yeah. just weird. And Mama would definitely not like it. No.
2: So a light warning to all the people out there. To this all, is a bit of a...
0: To all the Mamas that Risqué
2: show.
1: Yeah, if you only know the literally the time warp from this... Don't
0: watch Oh, <laughs> Well, don't. I mean, if that's what you're going into expecting the whole show to be about.
1: No, it's no. definitely not that. It's yep. honestly, like, so far <laughs> out of left field... You will be confused.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, let's just jump into talking about it.
2: Yeah, so here's some background. So Rocky Horror Picture Show is a musical comedy horror film that was produced by Lou Adler and Michael White, directed by Jim Sharman, and released by 20th Century Fox in 1975. It was written by Sharman and Richard O'Brien, the actor who was eventually part of the cast. Fun fact, he played Riff Raff, the creepy dude with the blonde ponytail. I am hunchback. not
1: surprised.
2: But... <laughs> uh, so he wrote the show. <laughs> ah. explained <laughs> some stuff. Yeah, right?
0: He might have some
2: fetishes. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, so this is based on a stage musical, which was called The Rocky Horror Show, written by O'Brien, of course. This show came out in 1973 in London and continued to have performances internationally, okay, internationally, all over and in native languages, Up until present day. Wow. wow. And like, I'm not joking. Everywhere from Copenhagen to Japan to Paris to Sydney to New Zealand to Belgium to Germany and on and on and on. It's insane. And it even spent some time here in St. Louis. Ooh. So that's pretty cool. So it's had thousands of performances and has even been named as one of the nation's number one essential musicals. And has, of course, been nominated for a bunch of Tony and Drama Desk Awards, Although it hasn't won any of those.
1: Hmm. Weird. I wonder if it's one of those things, like, because it picked up such a cult following, that it just kind of went into that category of, like, oh, it's just Rocky Horror. Like, if you don't get it, oh, it's just this. Like, people, maybe people just stopped caring that it didn't make
0: sense. sense, Yes,
2: basically. (laughs) Yeah.
0: As Amber mentioned, O'Brien himself stars as Riff Raff in the movie, the show also stars Tim Curry, who was also a part of it back when it was a stage musical. Interesting, I did not know that. Susan Sarandon, Barry Bostwick, and is narrated by Charles Gray. Basically, Rocky Horror Picture Show is a tribute to science fiction and horror B-movies. There's a young couple whose car breaks down and they seek help at this castle, where they meet a horde of strange characters. Dun, dun, dun. Rocky Horror is typically depicted by dripping lettering and the iconic red lipstick-clad lips. This show was one of the first to depict fluid sexuality and had a strong influence on the counterculture and sexual liberation movements of its time period. It is a celebration of difference that allows marginalized communities to gather and coexist. This movie contains themes of androgyny, bisexuality, and transness and has strong ties to the LGBT community. However, of course, a lot of critics have bashed this show saying that it's only for homosexuals. It is called Laboured, considered full of campy hijinks, and is tasteless, plotless, and pointless. Right. I mean yeah <laughs> I mean yes. <laughs> for some reason I feel like they
1: were kind of going for some of that though. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's fully
0: tasteless, plotless, or pointless. Like there's some I also don't think it's just for gays, like nah. That's kind of silly. I think it's for, I think it's for anybody who you know, enjoys it, you know. It's, it's weird, and you, if you like weird, then you're going to like it. It's they just, definitely
1: didn't make it for everybody. No.
2: That's fair.
1: That is <laughs> very true.
2: <laughs> so, this show soon became known as a midnight movie, where audiences began participating with the film, and if you've never been to one of these, you need to. I lost my Rocky Horror Picture Show virginity, that's what it's actually called, uh, in college, and so from my experience, all of us quote-unquote virgins were called up on stage and were led through like a silly follow-the-leader routine before the show. In other shows, they like make all the virgins sit in like the front row. Sometimes it's everyone in the back row. Sometimes they'll like write a V on your forehead with red lipstick. Silly stuff like that. Gotta Basically that. just like call you out. And so these shows themselves usually contain a series of actors that are dressed up and perform alongside the film. So they're kind of in the front of the auditorium. And then there's a bunch of phrases that are yelled back at the screen at certain points. And also you can buy a bag of props to use along with the movie. So like at one point you throw a roll of toilet paper and basically like the whole audience gets teepeed. It's pretty great. <laughs> um, so in addition to the actual stage musical still being active, the film version is the longest running theatrical release in film history. Wow. It has an international cult following and is considered one of the greatest musical films of all time. Fun fact, it is preserved in the United States Film Registry at the Library of Congress as of 2005. There are annual Rocky Horror conventions held in varying locations, and multiple shows such as The Simpsons, Glee, That 70s Show, things like that reference Rocky Horror. In
0: 1979, O'Brien started writing a sequel, Rocky Horror Shows His Heels, But it ended up being too close to the original.
2: So instead, he
0: and Charmin produced Shock Treatment, which depicts the character's continuing adventures. But this show was very poorly received by both critics and audiences. However, it has not been produced for the stage as well, so... Eh, he knows. Then he started writing another script ten years later, titled Revenge of the Old Queen. (laughs) But it has, as of 1993, been shelved indefinitely. Then he started working on another project, (laughs) Rocky Horror The Second Coming, This one was meant to be a stage production, but he had difficulties finishing it, and it has, since the mid-2000s, disappeared. Rocky Horror was successfully remade in 2015 by Fox, directed and choreographed by Kenny Ortega, titled The Rocky Horror Picture Show, Let's Do the Time Warp Again. The show starred Laverne Cox, Ryan McCartan, Victoria Justice, Reeve Carney, Adam Lambert, and even a bit of Tim Curry. Both the original movie and this remake are on Hulu for those wanting to watch it. So maybe we'll check that out sometime. Maybe
2: not. (laughs) It's okay. Yeah, it's like basically the exact same as the original, but like slightly updated. And of course, Laverne Cox is fantastic. And I love the cast, but like, eh.
0: But the only thing I know about that one is this was after Tim Curry had his really bad stroke.
2: Yes. And so it was really,
0: it was like a big deal that he was able to come and be the narrator for that. So I thought that was really neat. That's the only thing I know about it. Yeah. So they were able to at least still incorporate him in something that he was a huge part of. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, it's like, having Tim Curry attached to it on the original, is like, gives it some sort of kind of pull, and I don't know if it would give off the same energy if it was, if it was anybody else trying to pull off whatever
0: that was. Well, I don't know, because that was. he also did a lot of weird stuff when he was younger, so.
1: No, I mean, he's, like, known for, for doing that strange stuff, it's yeah. just, like, if you didn't have Tim Curry doing that, would this have, like, the, the same kind effect. of, yeah, the same
0: effect. Mm. So that is the background for the show. How about we go ahead and jump into Act 1. It is just a jump to the left.
2: All right, Act 1. The opening scene depicts the iconic red lips. The lips are feminine. They're actually magentas, I believe, one of the characters. But it's Richard O'Brien singing about science fiction. And so he references a bunch of iconic movies, such as When Worlds Collide, Tarantula, King Kong, and Flash Gordon. And this is science fiction double feature. So then the movie starts out, and we start with Brad Majors and Janet Weiss, who are a couple. And they're portrayed right off the bat for being very innocent and naive. They're very simple and plain. And they've just come from a friend's wedding, and Janet caught the okay Caught the bouquet. And so they're like, uh-huh, you're next, uh <laughs> But so the pair is walking through a graveyard, because why not? Yeah. And Brad confesses his love to Janet. And uses a bunch of bland cliches while doing it, but I guess that works for him. And he proposes to her, and of course she accepts, because she loves him. So throughout the song, they actually end up in a chapel where people are preparing for a funeral, among other weird things. So, yeah. great song. That's, a uh, Damn It, Janet. That's how you profess your love to someone. You just say, damn it. <laughs> Dude, I just love so much.
1: In, in the film that we watch, there's definitely a lot of, like, background humor happening. Like not said fully in the songs or, like people just being weird or American or Gotham. funny prop yeah it was the like the the people preparing the funeral or the the old couple from the famous painting mm-hmm. American oh American, American Godfather right, yeah. yeah and it's it's just dumbness like from the get go
2: yeah yes you really have to see it to get all the visual gags for sure so the two are planning to go visit Dr Everett Scott who was their former science professor or tutor. And so he's the one who actually introduced them. And so now that we're engaged, we're going to go visit our old tutor. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. And so they start driving to see him. And they're driving through spooky woods. And there's a rainstorm. And it's nearly impossible to see anything. Then the car gets a flat tire. Keep in mind that this is taking place in 1974. So it's not like they have a cell phone. They can just call AAA. <laughs> um. <laughs> Help us. We're in a spooky forest. So Brad is like, I'm going to get out of the car and you know, go to that castle a few miles back and get some help. And Janet's like, I'll go with you. Yeah. Um, Teamwork. And so she, you know, covers her head with a newspaper to stay dry. And they walk to a nearby castle. While they're walking, she sings a song over at the Frankenstein place. So we're getting spooky. Spooky. (coughs) They knock on the door and the hunched-back servant, Riff Raff, opens the door and they ask to use the phone and he lets them into the house. The house itself is all decked out. There's a banner that says it's the... Annual Transylvanian convention, whatever that means. Magenta, the maid, appears, followed by Columbia, who's just another girl at the party, I guess. And then they and the other convention attendees launch into song. And so this is the show's signature dance number, which is Time Warp. Yeah. Uh, if you've heard anything from the show, it's this song. I always plays on Halloween playlists. Yes. <laughs> yeah, always. So, classic song. During the song, Riff Raff is basically talking about how when the Transylvanians came to Earth, they used the Time Warp. Whatever that means, and yes, there is a lot of pelvic thrusting in this song. Yeah. So be careful, I guess.
1: But they do announce it. Yeah, it's no, I mean, It's yeah, not they, surprise pelvic. They
2: tell breath. you that they're pelvic thrusting, so I mean.
1: And it drives you insane.
2: <laughs> um, and of course, Brad and Janet are super rooted out by this, and Janet even like faints a couple times. Yeah,
1: she's very dramatic.
2: Uh huh. Over dramatic for sure. have to be dramatic.
1: It is a drama.
2: Oh, drama.
1: Brand. A dog.
0: Brad and Janet attempt to leave at this point, but Dr. Frankenfurter, a cross dressing mad scientist, arrives. He's dressed in a corset with stockings, which is super cool. <laughs> he introduces himself as a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania in the song Sweet Transvestite. Brad and Janet ask to use a phone, but Dr. Frankenfurter tries to convince them to stay the night. He invites Brad and Janet up into his lab. As they go, the pair are forcibly stripped down to their underwear to help them dry off. Which, sure, <laughs> yep, that's um, how you do it. These
1: are some old school pairs of underwear. Yep,
2: He's wearing some high waisted, tidy whiteys. His belly button
0: is <laughs> bad. It's bad. The couple enters the laboratory where Dr. Frank and Ferner gives them lab coats to wear. He then starts to brag, claiming that he has discovered the secret to life itself. He brings his creation, Rocky, to life. Rocky is blonde, beautiful, and well-built, and clad only in a pair of tiny gold shorts. And by tiny, we mean tiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I think he gets some gold boots at some point. I think
0: he's wearing gold boots, yeah. It's obnoxious.
1: But yeah, it's just a, a bodybuilder.
0: Yeah, it's just a really buff dude.
1: Who they kind of badly lip-sync with singing. <laughs> it's not the best.
0: It. But you're just supposed to look at him. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but it's, like, so
1: not his voice. It's very
0: off-putting. Yeah, I was very confused. Uh, <laughs> but immediately after coming to life, Rocky worries about his new life. I mean, obviously. The Sword of Damocles is the song. His only purpose in life is to be the sexual partner of Dr. Frankenfurter, which he feels like is a pretty big downer. I mean, if you are brought to life only to be someone's, like, sexual object, uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'd be pretty
0: upset, too. Dr. Frankenfurter admires Rocky and sings a tribute to a man working on his muscles, sweating and gleaming and ick and, (laughs) yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, lathering. It's fine. The song is I Can Make You a Man. A freezer opens up, you know, just cause, revealing Eddie, a biker covered in scars, who is basically just a zombie at this point. Yeah. He is intent on rescuing Columbia, his former lover, and escaping the castle with her. He sings while riding around the room on his motorcycle in the song Hot Patootie, Bless My Soul. Oh, and Eddie is played by Meatloaf. Uh, yep. Also, oh. if it seems not like... I'm a good, For those,
1: like, past three, like, songs, if it seems like we're just jumping two different songs and there's nothing in between... No. Nope. No, that's what actually happens.
0: This, yeah.
1: They are that, like, back-to-back, just, like, insanity Weird. happening.
2: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And it's also just, this is definitely one of those shows where the songs give you nothing of the plot. Literally nothing. Nothing. (laughs) The plot
0: doesn't even give you the plot. That's true. true, (laughs) So if you're gonna gonna get into this, probably watch the movie. Yeah. Or go see a show. Not just the songs.
2: So of course, Dr. Frankenfurter panics, forces Eddie back into the freezer, and attacks him to death with a pickaxe. Ah, yes. Because that's what you do to zombies, I guess. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so he tells Rocky that he prefers him over Eddie, and you actually don't find out until later, but Rocky received half of Eddie's brain, which is why his like head's all covered in scars. And so this is, I can make you a man reprise. The scene ends with a short wedding-esque scene with Dr. Frankenfurter and Rocky arm in arm. And the others are like throwing stuff in the air around them and the two go off to be alone. Brad and Janet are ushered into separate rooms for the night. And there isn't technically an intermission because it's a film, but the stage version stops Act 1 here. So, intermission. 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 This
1: train has no brakes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: nobody knows where it's
0: going. We don't even know where it's going. Somewhere. <laughs> and we just saw it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, thoughts on Act 1? <laughs> Technically Act 1.
1: I don't want to try and make any sense of this.
0: There because, is no making sense yeah, there of
1: is, There is no making sense of it, that's... I mean, like, yeah, Amber kind of covered it in the beginning, where it's, like, a sexual movement era piece. And that's, like, I feel like what the big thing behind it is, it's mm-hmm. just, because that's kind of Dr. Frankenfurter's thing. Like, when he's talking to this new couple, and he's just kind of like, oh, well, why don't you just kind of, like, try do what you want, want, you want, want to do. Try and, Yeah, like experiment. It but also trying to get into whatever shenanigans he's getting up to, but it's, it's really hard to follow. So if you watch this and are confused, you are not alone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely not alone. Yeah. Like Matt was saying, like, I, I really do appreciate the whole, the sexual ambiguity of it and, you know, exploring your sexuality. And I think that's why it's obviously huge in the LGBT community because it's all about finding yourself and figuring out what you like and not holding yourself back from all sexual preferences or whatever. And I and I get that. But the plot <laughs> is just not there. <laughs> nope. It just takes so much of a hit. Yeah. It leaves something to be desired. It leaves a lot to be desired. Which is a plot. <laughs> but I, I can see why it still appeals to a lot of people. I, I'm not blind to that. I, I I am curious to see it in person, to see if, you know, the whole community-esque part of it is, you know, what makes it better, per se. Like,
1: yeah, did, watching it in college, was it, like, way more enjoyable?
2: Uh, yeah, honestly, like, I, whether you see the show one time or a million times, it's not gonna make sense. That's just a fact of the show. But, something about seeing it in, like, sitting in a theater and, like, the show, so, the, like, midnight showings, right, like, the show's playing on, the movie's playing on a screen. You're just watching the movie but there's people acting it out and it's this big community and like everyone's saying the lines and it's just it's more of an experience than it is a film yeah and that's the fun part of it and that's what I have really liked about the few times I've seen it in the past is I've seen it a couple times that way and it's just like fun we're all confused together yeah yeah I feel like it it, you just let go of reality for like an hour and a half and you just like You have to, yeah.
1: The movie kind of gives everybody in the audience a free pass to be, like, weird or do whatever for the evening and not really have any judgment. So it does kind of create this, like, free, open community space. And I feel like every time you would go to see one of those midnight shows, it's going to be something different. Yes. Because each audience is different. The level of participation or, you know, the actors out in the front, like, if they're more outrageous, (laughs) and go and, like... Grab other people and and stuff like that. So, I I can definitely see the appeal in that. I would be interested in, in doing something like that. But it's just I I think we're gonna be a hot minute before
2: <laughs> before get that happens. An <laughs> hour.
1: Yeah, man, we chose a <laughs> a poor time. <laughs> To,
2: get into the show. to
1: start getting into musicals,
2: <laughs> and actually, if you've seen the movie *Persif*, being a wallflower, I was literally
1: just about to say that.
2: <laughs> that is so weird. <laughs> they go to see a showing of it, and like the Ezra, whatever his name, the actor, the main character, car- yeah, he like dresses up as Dr. Frankenfurter, I think, and he like dances in the front during it. Yeah, they're so, uh, they're actually like, the, that's kind of what it's like. The troupe.
0: yeah, like that group of friends, and it's yeah, it's all so, helping. Like that I've was, never
1: seen that movie, so
0: it's yeah. sad. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, I've it's heard just that. like man, but yeah. it does depict <laughs> this. It depicts this, yeah. But act one, I, with the rest of the show, I mean, you're still not gonna get a whole lot plot-wise. But this, this is we're telling it like word for word what happens. So, so no, it's okay that you're confused.
2: <laughs> also, keep in mind that act one is a lot more straightforward than act two, which is scary. Wait, uh-huh. yes. But, well, like, Act 1 is like, okay, you know, the car breaks down and there's a castle and whatever. I had a alive, monster, whatever. Frankenstein. But Act 2 is just. Oh. So, drugs. Prepare it, yourself. <laughs> it will
1: leave you with more questions than answers, and I don't think it gives any answers. Nope.
0: You don't even things, get a phone.
1: <laughs> things just kind of happen. Characters just kind of appear. And disappear. And disappear, and have
0: wardrobe changes, and stockings are suddenly on your
2: legs and you don't know how they got there we're not there yet <laughs> hold on that's act two but if you're watching it and you suddenly find yourself in a corset let's just accept it send,
0: send pictures to our twitter
1: Alright. Also, also, it seemed like they were all having trouble with the corset staying up because yep. I saw a lot of dude nips. Well,
0: well yeah, because dudes don't have uh, I saw, titties. I saw some lady nips, too. That's true. <laughs> so, well, tiny titties, alright? <laughs> it's hard wearing a corset, man. And dancing in them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I imagine you just shake things loose.
0: Well, yeah, a lot of people have like those sprays with double-sided tape, actually. Mm. So they probably just didn't have that as well. They probably just didn't
1: care that much around that time for, like, yeah. the sexual movement sort of stuff. They were probably like, whatever! Nips. If there's nips, there's
2: nips! Mm-hmm. Oops! Yeah. <laughs> and actually, on the talk of corsets, this is one of those shows where the costume budget is, like, twice as large as any other show. Uh, yeah, like, especially with the corsets, Beautiful. like, they had to have multiple copies of each costume because they get, like, wet or they get affected in certain scenes and they have to be dry in the next scene and, like, stuff like that. So, like, this is one of those shows where the, yeah, the budget was just, like, skyrocketing. Also, cause... there's a lot of,
1: like, dudes in corsets, so they they have to get, like, bigger corsets. Like, there's the, 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 yeah. the bodybuilder
2: mm-hmm. gets
1: in a corset. That's, like...
2: Well, and all those heels, too. They don't make heels in those Men's
1: sizes, Yeah. Usually?
0: No. So, yeah, if you're wanting to produce this uh, for yourself, just budget extremely high. (laughs) (laughs) Just know that going in. Yeah. Or if you're really good at making corsets. Yeah, yeah. then you have found your calling. Okay, so I think that uh, wraps up our act one. Let's...
2: Pelvic thrust our way into some Kylie facts. Uh, Ah. I think this fact is
0: not where you want a pelvic (laughs) (laughs) thrust. You uh, got two of them today. You might so. want to
1: like re- wow rephrase that because I feel like people are gonna cut off that audio and let's pelvic thrust into it's some Kylie. Kylie.
0: Oh, <laughs> it's not that kind of party here you guys. Okay, well let's jump into our theater fact, Kylie. <laughs> She's traumatized now. I <laughs> am broken this her. Next one is traumatizing too. Oh boy. So the masterminds of Kids Bob decided to make a special album called Kids Bob Halloween. They add their own version of Time Warp to the mix. The lyric about pelvic thrusting was a bit too risque for the kiddies, mm. so it was modified into an inoffensive. But it's the way you shake it. That's not because that <laughs> makes it better. Inappropriate. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> Kids like- Bob. <laughs> syllable wise,
1: I feel like that doesn't match up. I'd
0: have to hear it. It's stupid. But Kids Pop has been trying to like shoehorn every popular song. Oh, they're like bad. Like life's uh-huh. terrible.
1: It's real bad. I uh, Do they still make them?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> Kids Pop 54. I don't know. It's been around all our lives, yeah. so. We're not 54. I should clarify.
2: No, but they put out like two or three a year. So yeah,
0: it always seemed like there was multiples coming out all the time.
2: That's how the the Nows work too. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a couple
0: of them a there's year. There's so many Nows. Anyway, Kids' Bop, anger aside, disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> you have a you have a second fact for us. Bonus. So several musicals have cult followings, and one facet of these are fiercely loyal fans. Those that know every song lyric and every catchphrase and even dress up to match the show when they see it. Sideshow has freaks, Heather's has corn nuts, and Hedwig has head heads? Head heads. Head heads. Someone was not very clever there. Or were they very clever? Also, corn nuts?
2: I know! I read that and I was like, what? From Heather's? From Heather's? Like, what? I've never. Because that's what they like get at the Seven Eleven. They get like slushies and corn nuts. One nut. is seen had corn nuts. I know.
0: They should just call themselves the Heathers. Like that's that's the name of the show.
2: <laughs> not good enough for those cult corn followers. <laughs> so what?
1: So what would our cult following of our show name be?
2: <laughs> Listeners, give us some ideas on Twitter, and we'll figure out what to call you guys. As long as it's not corn nuts. We're good.
1: Aisle <laughs> freaks.
0: Aisle freaks. There you go.
1: Seat freaks.
2: <laughs>
1: Seat warmers.
2: Nope. Oh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, like
1: that. I mean, we could just do the audience. That's no. lame.
2: It's not like corn nuts. It's
0: not <laughs> as powerful as corn nuts. Nothing is going to be as powerful as head as Head heads. Head heads. Head heads. That's got to
1: be the dumbest one I've heard.
0: <laughs> that is pretty bad anyway that if you have ideas sure send them to us send them to Amber send them to Amber make Amber read your make, suggestions would,
1: okay if we find one we really like we'll turn it into like our hashtag yep
0: Yep. Yeah, we'll, Amber will turn it into a hashtag what is we'll it we'll talk about it uh, we'll get boy, fan whatever. art
1: of us getting fired each episode
0: of Matt getting fired each episode no I'm Kylie <laughs> fired Amber
2: I got fired today <laughs>
0: you haven't listened to the last episode then have you <laughs> no oh oh Amber, you're fired, by the way. In For seven, what? In 1776, because you weren't there. <laughs> Kylie fired you. <Juneau. laughs>
2: we didn't fire you when you weren't there.
0: It's because I can't be fired. I got immunity. <laughs> she has to edit everything.
2: Yep. <sighs> All right, well, you guys can do Rocky Horror on your own, then. Have fun. Take <laughs> it away, Matt. It weird. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> the end.
0: Okay, so now are we stepping to the right end to Act Two? Yep. Or pelvic back to. <laughs> we're pelvic thrusting in Act 2. We're
2: pelvic thrusting in Act 2. And away. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And we're literally starting with some pelvic thrusting because uh, alone in her room, Janet is joined by a mysterious figure. It seems to be Brad, so he's like, relax, Janet, it's just me. So they start getting frisky and she's like, oh no, and just like, oh yes. <laughs> but then it ends up being Dr. Frankenfurter in disguise. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Wow. Hi.
0: How do you not know your future husband
2: enough to know when (laughs) Because they've never done anything before, so You still know what (laughs) he looks like? I mean They've probably been together for like two weeks and then they got engaged. So
1: back in the seventies maybe. Yeah. To be be fair. To be fair. In the in the show they do the funny gag where they have the actual Actor actor voicing the like introduction until the wig comes off and (gasps) then It's you. Oh, darling.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. And, of course, she realizes that it's Dr. Frankenfurter, but he's like, well, we could just do this anyway. And so he convinces her that pleasure isn't a crime, and she gives in as long as he promises not to tell Brad. And so they do it. Do it. <laughs> Meanwhile, while in the lab, while Rocky is alone sleeping in bed, Riff Raff and Magenta scare him away. Uh, and so he kind of, like, Gets scared by the, the candles that riffraff is sticking in his face. And so he, he runs out. Then we go back over to Brad's room. Brad is also visited by a mysterious figure who appears to be Janet. Again, it sounds just like her. and looks just like her. And then, suddenly, it's not. It's Dr. Frankenfurter. Ah. In disguise. And using the exact same dialogue, <laughs> Dr. Exactly. Frankenfurter convinces him to give in because pleasure isn't a crime. And so he... Agrees to do things with him as long as he promises not to tell Janet. And so then they do it.
1: This man's refractory period. Zero.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, although they are briefly interrupted by Riff Raff, who is on a screen telling Dr. Frankenfurter that Rocky has escaped. Um, but of course he doesn't really care because he's getting busy, so, you know. Um, Janet goes looking for Brad, and she's walking through the laboratory, and she sees on a nearby television monitor that Brad is hooking up with Dr. Frankenfurter, or their coi- post-coitus, and so she's like, how could you? Even though she literally just did the exact same thing. I don't know. And so she discovers Rocky hiding in his little birth tank, and so she kind of turns <laughs> to him, and she seduces him. This is the song Touch-a-Touch-a-Touch-a-Touch-Me, which is very, uh, touchy. Yep. And meanwhile, Magenta and Columbia are watching again over one of those monitors. So there's security cameras everywhere. They're um, being creepy. And through the song, it is revealed that Janet was a virgin before tonight, but clearly she's not anymore. <laughs> so she <up.
1: laughs> is she not stopping?
2: She getting frisky in a rainbow fish tank.
1: Yep. And to quote the the song, "I want to be dirty." Yep. yep. And I feel dirty watching this, so I'm gonna go take a shower. <laughs> I gotta go.
2: Yeah, it <laughs> makes you feel a little icky, for sure. And so the rest of the group kind of starts using the monitors, and they're running around, and they're looking for Rocky, and they find him, only to discover that Janet has been sleeping with him. Oops. So they're curled up in the sheets, and everyone's like, oh no, how could you? And of course, Brad's hurt and angry. There's a song, Once in a While, but it's actually part of a deleted scene, so we didn't see it. Um, it's it's
1: kind of... Funny for being so, like, uh, pleasure is not a sin. Frankfurter gets upset with Rocky that...
2: (laughs) Yep. And so then he goes to Rocky, he's like, I created you, how could you, like, step out on me? But, like, he also just slept with two other people.
0: Yeah, but he created Rocky for one purpose. It was just for him.
1: And they halfway
0: got married, I think? Maybe. Well,
1: if you're into, like, a bunch of different kinks... This might actually be the show for you, because there's a lot happening.
0: There's a lot of change. just
1: these couple of
0: scenes. Yep. You might discover something about yourself, and that is okay. Depending on which one.
2: <laughs> it is okay. It's okay. Just maybe don't share it with us.
0: Yeah, please, please don't. I don't I actually want know to know that. about that. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> Not that kind of pelvic thrusting. <laughs> nope. <laughs> just the song kind. It's just the song Riff Raff notifies Dr. Frankenfurter that there is another visitor to the castle, Dr. Everett Scott, the mm. paraplegic science professor that Brad and Janet were originally going to visit, and he's just kind of, uh, there now, out. Sitting outside, in just his wheelchair. Hanging out. How can we ever stop him? This man in a wheelchair, getting in the house. Up steps. Up steps. By <laughs> himself. Dr. Scott is pushed into the laboratory by Columbia, where Dr. Frankenfurter accuses him and Brad of trying to investigate his castle.
2: In the, I guess in the stage production, he's pushed in by Columbia. I but mean, in the movie, the movie
0: he he's he, pulled in by a tractor beam. <laughs> it's like he just like flies around like a roller coaster. There's
1: a lot of like, ap- makes absolutely no sense science that happens in this show. So don't think about it too hard.
0: Nope. Don't. He's he's in the castle now. Just let's go with that. Actually, that
1: applies to the entire show in general. Don't yeah. think about it too hard. Just don't
0: think. Just turn your right off for just, a minute. Just go with it. Cause just you just go. won't understand. Yeah. We don't. Apparently, Dr. Scott has connections with the FBI. Oh. Dr. Scott reveals that he has come in search of his nephew, Eddie. In the song, Eddie. <laughs> Rightly named. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I bet
1: you don't know what it's about.
0: Susan. Eddie. Who's <laughs> <laughs> The group all sits down for dinner, where Dr. Frankenfurter serves them Eddie's mutilated remains. Hey. Gross.
1: I think it's supposed to look like
0: ham. I thought it was turkey. Or turkey. They definitely like it looks like turkey. something
2: else. But then afterwards, he pulls off the tablecloth, and there's Eddie's mutilated body! Ah! He got cannibalism in this, too! So they
0: so they shaped it like a turkey, for yeah. whatever reason. But, yeah. Gross. <laughs> Janet runs, screaming into Rocky's arms, and Dr. Frankenfurter chases her through the halls. Then he uses a device, the Medusa <laughs> Transducer, to restrain the three visitors and Rocky to the floor. This is the song Planet Schmanet Janet Slash Planet Hot Dog. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask questions <laughs> You just we have don't... to watch it <laughs> About the show That's the best song song oh. Planet Papa. <laughs> Planet Hot Dog. We don't know any of these songs until we looked at them or any of the song titles. And yes, if you're just listening, if you have no context on the show, it does sound like Matt should be covering this. (laughs) (laughs) This does
1: sound like one of my usual acid trips. However,
0: it is really popular. (laughs) Planet Hot Dog. Planet Hot Dog. Dr. Frankenfurter leads Columbia, Rocky, Brad, and Janet to perform a song and dance routine a cabaret floor show, complete with an RKO tower and a swimming pool, because reasons. They are all in corsets, fishnets, and heels. The song is "Rose Tint My World." Slash. Don't Dream It. Slash. Wild and Untamed Thing. Even Doctor Scott is shown to be corrupted. His legs. His leg is suddenly revealed to be clad in fishnets and heels, and he can use them. He's not paraplegic anymore.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> but he doesn't get Well, he's still in the wheelchair, the wheelchair
1: but he just like.
0: He can kick his legs.
1: Maybe he just can't
0: stand. Maybe, Maybe stamp he's just got like weak bone. bones. The legs are dancing on their own. <laughs> I mean, he's got some he's got some nice legs, I'll say that, you know? Yeah.
1: I feel like fishnets just give like
0: everyone that definition. Just like, yeah. um, mm-hmm. calves. Pounds. And heels. They just do that because yeah. I mean, that's
2: what yeah. they're made
1: for. True. So. Yeah. Sure. You like lift up everything, makes your muscles a little bit
2: like tighter. So yeah. Riffraff and magenta interrupt the performance. It is revealed that they are siblings. Uh, uh, which creeps Kylie out. Well, there there was a sexual scene with them in the They've movie. They've been very close throughout this movie. It's not so like,
1: close. yeah, like fully, but they get very much into each other's personal space. And kind of do that weird, like, our faces are gonna like orbit around each other, but not actually like kiss kind of weird stuff, so. Uh, it's gross. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so then... To make things even weirder, it was revealed that the inhabitants of the castle are actually space aliens led to Earth by Dr. Frankenfurter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, this is not a Matt musical. Somehow. (laughs) And of course, now that the gig is up, Magenta insists that they return home. And so Dr. Frankenfurter tries to appeal to them and sing about their home planet in the song I'm Going Home. But then they're like, uh, we didn't say you were going home. We said we were going home. We're killing you and leaving your body here. Bitch, bye. So... (laughs) In the process of Riff Raff and Magento's coup, they kill Columbia and Dr. Frankenfurter. Rocky, enraged by this, gathers Dr. Frankenfurter in his arms, climbs to the top of the RKO tower, and plunges to his death in the pool below. Wow. Because that was necessary. Drama. He, he did it. <laughs> so Riff Raff and Magenta release Brad and Janet and Dr. Scott, and so they let them, like, go outside, and then the entire castle lifts off and flies away. Uh In the song Time Warp reprise. Uh, And then in the UK version, not the US version, and so the UK version is what we watched today, there's an additional song where Brad and Janet lament about their sexual awakening, and this is superheroes. Oh no, I'm horny all the time now. (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to do about this? Uh, So finally, as the credits play, we hear one last song, which is science fiction double feature reprise. And so, of course, it's a reprise of the song that played at the very beginning of the show. When we come full circle. Wobbly, twisty circle. but it, Full yep. circle, nonetheless. Yes. That's, that's the show. You oh. know
0: as about, about as much as we do. <laughs> so, like,
2: okay.
1: There's definitely a lot of questions that we will never get the answer to. Never. never. But one thing that was just, like, really confusing at the end is when, you know, the reveal of oh, we've been aliens. And then they're like, your mission failed. Your jig is up. It's just like, but you've been with like, you've been game for all the other dumb shit that's been happening.
0: I guess we are just finally tired of it. I guess. They wanted to fail. We're just tired of being bullied.
1: So <laughs> he, he just doesn't have the hunchback
0: anymore? Yep. He was just doing it for his disguise. From someone. <laughs> <laughs> don't try You said don't think about this, y'all. You <laughs> There's said no it. logic here. <laughs> no thinking. That's just what I've
1: been thinking about for the past 45 minutes.
0: I was just thinking about He never found a phone. Ever found a phone. There's no phone they in the castle. They just
2: wanted a phone, and they never got one. Instead, Dead, they got <laughs> um, <laughs> Sexual exploitation. Yeah. And so one of my thoughts was that the end of this musical kind of gives me Cats vibes. Yeah. With the whole, like, aliens returning aliens. to home thing, you know, at the end. It's also
1: a musical where I have no idea what the hell is yep. happening. Exactly.
2: So, and yet you know he's what? still, like,
0: really famous. Yep. Cats is real big, too. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe people just like to turn their brains off for a little while and, and watch something. There, There's some people out there where it's, oh, it's art. You don't have to understand it. It's, it's like, art. Like, yeah, yes. To a point, yes. <laughs> but also, <laughs> for a medium that is all about storytelling, it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. And again, we have already stated, like, the, the sexual awakening and being comfortable with yourself, we get that that's why it's so popular.
1: For its time, it was very unique and stood out,
0: and definitely took a lot of risks that other things weren't willing to do. Yes, they had meatloaf in there. They had meatloaf <laughs> in there, and more. Fishness. <laughs> the most,
1: the most drastic choice.
0: <laughs> meatloaf. Meatloaf and tights. Yeah, so that's it's it's a very interesting show. I can definitely see why it has a cult following for sure. But I I don't know. It's it's very it's a lot.
1: I I definitely think it's. Something to watch with people.
0: Yeah. by
1: yourself it with people. Because you'll just be mm-hmm. confused and probably not like it if you just watch it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Unless you're, like, obviously one of the fans of it already. But, yeah, no, I had a good time watching it with you guys.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: still confused.
0: I just like Tim Curry, honestly. Yeah. I mean, that's
2: fair. He's a big pull for this show. I just like Tim Curry. Because he's fantastic. <laughs> He, and he rocks this role. Oh my gosh! Yeah. He's got such a
1: like deep, powerful voice, but then just has so much energy and charisma.
2: And the like weird accent was like the way some of the words come out. <laughs> yeah.
1: He he pulls off a very confident transvestite.
2: Very like, confident.
1: Transsexual person.
0: Yeah, like, well, transvestite was correct for the time. Yeah.
1: So yeah, he he killed it. Like yeah, they, they let him just kind of do his thing. Do his thing. So I felt
0: like everybody else felt. Forced? Uh, mainly I
2: felt like a lot of people felt forced. Yeah, was, I mean,
0: it's not a role that comes... Na- like, any of these roles doesn't really come naturally to, the, like, people. Mm-hmm. But... Like, yeah, the, the main couple obviously is supposed to be in,
1: like, a weird situation and not know what to do, but at the time, that acting was kind of, like, there's, like, the really ham-fisted, like, the... Ah, like, the mm-hmm. overdramatic <laughs> fainting, the... Hey, you, you don't talk to my woman like that, sir! Like... Mm-hmm. At the beginning was just kind of like weird, but then obviously I don't know if that was like they were intentionally hamming it up so that way they like transitioned into like more comfortable with themselves people towards the end. I don't know; it was really weird. Yeah, but the, like the denizens of the house seemed very comfortable, like riffraff being a. I mean, I th- well,
0: obviously weirdo. He was gonna be comfortable because <laughs> he wrote it. Yes, I know. <laughs> He's like, oh yes, this is the road meant for me. Yeah, that's interesting too. That he just like. Put himself in
2: the show. That's cool.
0: I mean, it does it does work for some people. Like, well, we will eventually cover uh, *Repo: The Genetic, Genetic Opera*, which is yes. also a musical movie. But the two, the both the guys that wrote that one are also in the movie. Although one of them plays a bigger role. So it, it does work, you know, some of the time.
2: Yeah, no, but this is definitely one of those. Like you're saying, it's one of those shows that. Well, like I was saying, it's an experience. Yeah. It's better with people. Yeah. Like this isn't one that I listen to on my iPod. I don't even have it. Like, any of the songs on my iPod or anything. Like, it's not one I sit around and listen to on Spotify. But it's, like I saying, it's one I'll go see, like, in a theater whenever it's available. And I jumped at the chance to show it to you guys because it's just... It's fun as an experience, but it's not, like, my favorite show. I listen to it all the time.
0: I will say the the Sweet Transvestite from Transylvania oh. song. That's stuck in my head all the time. <laughs> I don't know. Cause it's just because Tim Curry's voice is just so odd. And, like, he sings it with such weird power that you're just like, alright. <laughs> yeah, the voice
1: is so weird, but it never really feels that out of place for the mm-hmm. character. No, it seems perfect for it, so. Yeah. That was like the strangest thing. It was just a bizarre combination, but it works. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. Pretty much like anything Tim Curry's on, on is like, yep. yeah, that's, this is gonna be fun.
0: Yeah. Great actor. Mm-hmm. More thoughts about this one? Watch it with people. Watch yeah, it. it with people. Yeah, don't just go don't, don't, don't just go rent it. And if you can go see it like in person. Obviously with COVID, be extra safe about it. I don't think there's probably going to be any showings, but if you go see it, let us know and see if you like it and what did your theater do differently than other theaters may not be doing because mm-hmm. every place is different. Yeah, just tell tell us about it because we are curious since only Amber has gotten to experience it in that capacity. Mm-hmm. But I think this will wrap up this one. I believe this will be our last one in the spooky month.
2: <sighs> spooky month.
0: Spooky month. I believe, yeah, I believe this is going to be yeah. the last one. So yeah, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Save Me an ILC. We really appreciate all the love and support that we've been getting for these episodes, and we would love to continue doing it. Obviously, we are going to, whether you like it or not. So tune in each week for hours. The best way to get this out to other people is to tell them, you know, by word of mouth, this is the legit best way that you can help us is by getting just more listeners in there. So, like, I force my coworkers to listen. So, do that. And force. I suggested strongly. <laughs> strongly encouraged. Strongly encouraged. <laughs> and, you know, just share it with your friends and family. Just, you know, if you could, like, retweet us if you see us on Twitter. Amber's always uh, keeping an eye on those, and we do have a couple of we re- constant retreaters, which we really appreciate. You guys out there, just yeah, just tell just tell people about it. We we just really like this getting out to more people. It's a lot of fun, and we do want to celebrate. We have over seven hundred downloads now. It is super exciting. Woo! <laughs> whoop, whoop. And again, uh, I did mention on the last episode we will do something special when we hit a thousand downloads. I think I'm the only one that knows about it right now, so no spoilers. And I am looking forward to sharing all that with you guys when we get there.
1: We are on a pretty steady track to actually hit that before the end of the year. So that would be really crazy.
0: Yeah, so please help us. 2020? Uh, yeah, 2020. twenty. Let's Get go. something good out of
1: 2020, please. Yes,
0: please. <laughs> yeah, we, we really like doing this. It's probably one of my favorite parts about 2020. I'll be real honest with you. You know, we, lo- we appreciate all the support that you've been getting. If you want to subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcast, that'd be great. So you get notified immediately as it comes out sometimes I'm a bit late sharing it to our social medias and uh, things like that. So if you want to get it immediately, you get the RSS feed as soon as you subscribe to it. So you get each week as soon as I post it, which is a lot of fun. And you get to be the first person to listen to it, which who doesn't want those bragging rights? And uh, comment if you listening to us on Apple Podcasts. That is uh, another really good way to get us out to other people. Rate us and give us comments there. They're just really helpful in boosting up those numbers. It's all a numbers game with all this. (laughs) So we just appreciate the help with that. We're still trying to figure everything out. But also any feedback would be awesome as well. Any feedback. So you can always email us at seat at gmail.com or you can tweet us at seat on Twitter. Amber manages that so she will always be up to some uh, fun interactions. Send her some memes, man. Hashtag me. Hashtag. She will win the hashtag battle but you can try. Still we'll also have our Ko-Fi open, which is uh, wwwko ficom slash ragtag network, that helps support all the shows on our on our podcast network, which includes this one of course, and then we also have another one which is Total Tom Foolery, which is the D podcast, if yeah. you're into that.
1: If you want to hear more of Katie and I speaking, yes. we are both on that.
0: We just started our new season, which will be coming out this next week, so you can check in on that. We also have Bag of Bones, which is presented by The Mama, Elizabeth Bougeret. She just put out her seventh episode and she's doing really good. She has over 200 downloads, so I want to partially take credit for that. Uh, So thanks you guys for (laughs) checking her out. It's super cool of you. She is loving it and she's having a great time, so go check her out and hopefully in the future we'll have some more shows on there, but right now we're focusing on this one because we really love it. Alright guys, that'll wrap us up this time. We will check you out Next time it won't be as spooky, sorry, but it'll still be good. So we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye Bye your fish and stockings.
2: And thank you.